evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts on the side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, Mr. Tad Desai. And Tad, Super Bowl's over, fortunately, which means the regular season and the postseason, all of that is done. We are now in the off season. Buddy, I and thank God for it. Like after that Super Bowl, I, I did not know where I was. I didn't know what yeah. I was saying. I am conscious. I'm aware of where I am. Like this is this is good. I am finally back. I needed this couple days of off season. But hey, off season's so exciting. We got a lot of things to talk about, including the NFL draft, but we'll get to that later. One hundred percent. And uh yeah. If uh, any of our viewers and listeners that caught our last episode, I think you could probably tell that Tad was maybe out that of was, it. But that was a two, that was a two day hangover for sure. Good on you to pull through though, man. It was very oh, like Mahomes esque in that Super good Bowl Lord. that we just fought. Yeah, just limping limping off the field. It. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe oh, not man. the same level, but still, I applaud you, buddy, for pulling through there. That was pretty awesome. I have I have zero recollection of that episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, you know, like. We were sort of talking about this on the LAFB Network Slack, and it's like sometimes the off season is more exciting than oh, the regular absolutely. season. Like I agree. You watch you watch the regular season, well, especially for you as a Colts fan, it was probably you know you're waiting for the off season. Uh, but there's a lot of times where it's just like you know you get lots, of, especially the last couple of off seasons that we had. There's a lot more movement, lots of free agency deals, lots of trades that are happening. Obviously, we're like Tad alluded to the NFL draft with the Bears at number one. There's a lot of talk they may move down. Lots of teams <laughs> possibly moving up for quarterback. <laughs> So, I mean, it's sometimes the offseason becomes the more exciting part of the NFL calendar season, I guess, if you want to put it that way. So, yeah, we're going to be heading into the offseason with a lot of great topics. Obviously, we're going to be t- discussing the NFL draft and lots of all that content. We announced that a while back that we are your source for all your draft coverage on LAFB Network for sure. Um, and your source for all your betting needs is our good friends at Bet Online because, I mean, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You always find the latest odds team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And it's your continued source for all sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports events, whether that's the NFL. I know we're in the offseason, but you can bet on free agency stuff. You can bet on draft stuff. Um, lots of things you can still bet there. The NBA, the All-Star break is coming up this weekend, but you can bet on the odds there as far as who's going to make the championships and who's going to make the playoffs and all that. Uh, NHL's coming down to the end of their season. MMA, MLB. Tad, as of recording, pitches and catchers reported. So, I mean, the NBA season is about to kick off. So, lots of things to bet there on. Obviously, you got tennis, you got boxing, esports, golf. They got you covered on all fronts. Of course, the XFL and the USFL. That's going to kick off in a couple of weeks as well. So you got some spring football as well to bet on. So head to bet online today on your computer computer or mobile device, and you can join and receive a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's capital B-L-E-A-V. And you can receive, once again, a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's capital B-L-E-A-V. And you can receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So, like we talked about, we're here in the off season, and so me and Tad, you know, we want to bring you another fantasy episode. I know it's not full circle. 
full exactly circle. we're going full circle here so i know the fantasy season not a lot of people play fantasy football during the playoffs there are a few platforms that do that but yeah definitely there's less conversation about fantasy football during the off season get picks up a little bit in free agency a little bit around the draft time too but we want to make sure that we remind you guys that we're also your number one source for fantasy football content as mm -hmm. well so me and tad sort of took a dive into the current NFL headlines and also made a couple prediction headlines as well as far as just some things that could possibly happen during the offseason here that can affect your fantasy season when it comes around back in July and August. So we're going to kick things off here with some realist, some real storylines that are going on right now, some real headlines, things that are happening right now. And so, Tad, I mean, what's a storyline that's happening right now that you think could really affect the fantasy season as we approach that in the summer? So I picked a storyline that does not just affect one player or two players. It affects an entire offense. And by the way, pop quiz, I'm in teacher mode. Affect. I'm so glad you used that word. Now, is it affect with an A or an E? Affect with an A. Atta boy, I'm so proud of you. Look <laughs> at you knowing your grammar. For all my students listening, that's why I quiz you on this. There so you know. anyway, uh, effect with an A is one big move, move, I put in quotation marks, because I think who is in the Slack that isn't convinced of this? And before you answer that question, let me say what this is. Yeah. Tom Brady has retired from the NFL, supposedly. I won't believe it until next season starts with him still on the bench or us, you know, still off the field. Yeah. Uh, but either way, even if he does come back, he's clearly not coming back from the Buccaneers. But uh, before we go on, who who's the one that's with me on that? So someone keeps putting that in the slack. I'm kind of in that boat too, but it's definitely a conversation between our good friend of the podcast and, you know, val valued listener as well. Chauncey Talese. I think he's the one mm -hmm. who's like, until yep. I actually see him, file his paperwork and he announces his press conference or whatever it is. And he doesn't do that next season. He's like, then I'm convinced he's retired. Uh, but yeah, I know there's a good spirit of conversation between him and another fellow LAFB network uh, league uh, colleague here, Kerry Krongard. He's definitely like, he's always tried to sprinkle in these articles to convince Wait, Chauncey. He? Like, yes, this, this that is such <laughs> an inside <laughs> joke. That's such a deep cut. Uh, but yeah, he always tries to bring up these articles that's like, oh, he filed his paperwork. Oh, he no. did this. And yeah, Chauncey's like, I'll believe it when I actually see I, it. So. I'm, I'm right there with Chauncey. So I don't know if Brady's come back or not. I think he is. I think he's just waiting for the right opportunity. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter because I think it's fairly written in stone at this point. He is not going back to the Buccaneers. So that, in my opinion, absolutely tanks every Buccaneers player on that offense. Uh and, and when I mean everyone, I mean everyone. So let's look at the stats here. Amir, of all the Buccaneers pass catchers, not just wide receivers, pass catchers, guess how many finished in the top 15 at their position? I'm saying one. Zero. See, I wanted to go zero, but I was like, Mike Evans came on strong at the end. After Mike, e Mike Evans came close. I was like, I think maybe Mike Evans did it, but yeah, it's, zero it's, doesn't it's, surprise it's, me either. It's funny you should say that. Mike Evans comes close because he was 16th. Six, ah, oh, jeez. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that, that really worked out well for me. So he was 16th. Chris Goblin was 20th in fantasy. This is half PPR, okay. by the way. Uh, Leonard Fournette, who, if I'm not mistaken, is a free agent, uh, was the 15th overall running back, but that's only because he beat Kenneth Walker by 0. .6 points. 0. .6. Less than a point is how we got into that top 15. Guess who their top rated uh, tight end was in fantasy? Kadon? 
Kate Otten at number 27. He was the 27th ranked tight end. This tight is all with, a wasteland. We've talked about it so many well, times. Especially <laughs> with the Buccaneers last year. Like, good Lord. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's one of those things where, okay, these guys clearly struggled uh, with a Hall of Famer quarterback. And, yes, I know Tom Brady got a lot of hate or is getting a lot of hate for, quote-unquote, struggling his last year. He really wasn't all that bad. Like, That's all surprised, too. Like, he was pretty good. I think just he didn't have the offensive line that he had the previous two seasons. Yeah. And you That's can tell the big towards the end of the year him. he was scared of getting hit. That's the like, big thing was, that hurt him, for yeah. sure. So it's one of those things where, okay, you have a better than serviceable quarterback who is now gone. You have a, you know, an offensive line, like you said, that is inconsistent in terms of staying healthy. And I know that's a little unfair. Maybe they can, you know, prove that is not a continuing theme, but you as a 49ers fan can attest to this. When a team gets injured a lot, that tends to be a little indicative of some, you know, future patterns coming up. And on top of that, I'm laughing because so uh, while I was doing research for this, I looked up, uh, you know, realistic possibilities for Buccaneers quarterback 2023. Do you want to hear some of the names that popped up? Well, obviously it's Kyle Trask because he's on the roster. Yeah, so Kyle Trask is one of them. Um, I know Blaine Gabbert's a free agent, Blaine, but I've heard Blaine that Gabbert they want to bring one. him back. Yep. They want to bring him back because they're a fan of his. Um, besides that, like, I mean, I haven't heard much else. Like, I mean, obviously there's like, you know, you could throw out the possibility of a trade for Lamar Jackson with all that situation going on. Derek Carr is – he can sign right now, so, I mean, they can entertain that, obviously. But just like outside of that, I really haven't heard much else. Okay, so I'm glad you brought up those two guys because those are obviously the big-name guys, right? They're, notice how the Bucks are not in the talk or in the rumors for either one. So Derek Carr is more than likely going to be a Saint, which is even worse for the Buccaneers since it's a division rival. Uh, Lamar Jackson, from what – actually, last thing I read – Chances are he might actually be a Falcon, which will be interesting. Um, but the Bucks have not been involved in any of this. So the four names that kept popping up in multiple articles I read was Blaine Gabbert, or were Blaine Gabbert, uh, Kyle Trask, Jacoby Brissett, and Baker Mayfield. Are any of those really inspiring fantasy confidence in you? No, not really. No. No, right? So it's it's one of those things where yes, in the end this I will absolutely own up to this being a terrible take that age horribly. If they do get Derek Carr or Lamar Jackson, then I'll be like, okay, yes, I actually like this Buccaneers offense now. But on the more likely chance that they don't land either one of those and they have to sell also Jameis Winston is another name being thrown around that he I may did return hearing to that Tampa too, Bay. He is a free agent. A lot of people are like, let him come back to his team and you know go crazy again and have a starting opportunity with better weapons and all this stuff. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is mediocre central. <laughs> we are talking about guys yeah. that just are not that good. Yeah. Not saying they're bad. Trust me. I wish the Colts had Jacoby percent last year, but this is not a team that I trust fantasy wise when they were middling middling being the perfect word with a 16th overall receiver, the 20th overall receiver, the 20th, 27th overall tight end with Tom Brady. Imagine that offense now with, Blaine Gabbert or with uh, Jacoby Brissett. That is not a fantasy offense I'm trusting. And on top of that, let's not forget, this is maybe the biggest point that I haven't even touched on yet. Byron Leftwich is gone. That dude got scapegoated, which is absolute bullshit, by the way. But he got scapegoated, so he's gone. No one knows what this new offense is going to look like. No one knows who the quarterback is going to be. I am not touching a single Buccaneers player. Player. Not receiver. Not tight end, not running back, not quarterback. I am staying completely away from Tampa Bay until this quarterback situation gets figured out, which it probably won't be until next offseason.
I think some of those names don't worry me as much as maybe some of the other ones. Like a Baker Mayfield wouldn't be so bad. Jacoby Brissett could actually be not bad. He, st- no, he filled in no, pretty nicely. Fall, with- we were doing the same thing with the Browns last year. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be great, but I'm not, I'm saying that at times it can be okay. Like at Jacoby times. At, pretty well. I'm not saying they're undraftable. I'm not saying they're undraftable. Yeah. All I'm saying is that these guys, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, these are guys that some people are going to draft in the second or third round. I'm not even looking their way until at least the fourth or fifth. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. I think all of their stock drops a little bit, so it's like where they originally going to be drafted. Yeah, I think exactly like you sort of laid out there. Maybe draft them or target to draft them a round yeah. or two later than other people are going to be targeting them. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a very interesting situation to watch because, like you said, it's like they don't have an offensive coordinator. Todd Bowles is their head coach, a defensive-minded head coach, so he's got to get bringing somebody. Yeah, obviously for now, I think this is going to be a big year. I don't think he's going to last past this year, to be honest with you, but we'll get so, to that yeah. later, no, obviously. I'm right there with you. Uh, but just, yeah, figure out the offensive coordinator. Obviously, they need to figure out the quarterback position as well. That's going to affect the fantasy performance of the rest of the team for sure. And, yeah, I think just the biggest thing, the thing that led to Brady struggling last season is just that offensive line has to stay healthy. Or if they don't mm-hmm. stay healthy, they got to have good depth then. So we'll see what happens during this offseason with Tampa Bay for sure. So I'm going to go to a quarterback that we actually just brought up recently, and that's Derek Carr because, I mean, he's mm-hmm. circling yep, the – He's circling around as to different teams and he's being linked to a lot of different teams. And just obviously with the Raiders releasing him, they wanted to avoid paying him, you know, nearly, not nearly over $40 million. He would have had 40, forty-two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was an insane amount. If he was on the roster on February 15th and they released him on Valentine's day. So, I mean, I don't know, take that for what you want, but <laughs> released on February 14th. He um, ended up re- Ended up being released because he had that no trade clause because they signed him that deal. You could say life is like a box of chocolates that way. Hundred percent, because I mean, it's just like, yeah, he had that no trade clause in his contract, and beside that extension a handful of years ago, um, so he got to choose where he wanted to go because the Raiders obviously wanted to move on from him. Um, they ended up releasing him, so now he gets to choose where he wants to go. They had a little bit of a possibility to trade him to New Orleans. He had a meeting with them. Obviously, it didn't lead to anything. Otherwise, we'd be talking about him being a New Orleans Saints. But yeah, as of right now, he's a free agent. He could sign wherever he wants to. He doesn't have to wait for the free agency period because he was released and. Yeah, Raiders obviously moving in a different direction, looking for their franchise quarterback, and Carr's looking for a new home. So Carr arguably had his worst season last year, which is actually kind of bad, especially when you're looking for a new home now. (laughs) It's like, I mean, he only threw for 3,522 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns, 14 interceptions in 15 games, because you have to remember those last two games, they decided that, you know what? We don't want Carr on the team anymore, so you're dismissed. They went with... um. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, he ended up having a great show against the 49ers. Like, that was amazing. He ended up not lose, winning that game, unfortunately, but just like, yeah, well, fortunately for me as an Niners fan, but just like, no, great performance ended in a loss there for Jarrett Stidham. So we'll see if he's part of the mix there. But just, yeah, even though he had Devontae Adams, I think the losses of Hunter Renfro being out for majority of the season, Darren Waller was out for majority of the season, I think that just didn't let this offense sort of really, you know, flourish with all the pieces there. Josh Jacobs had an amazing season, but it's like only so much you could do when you only have one dependable receiver in that offense, right? Like, Mac Hall's look good at times, but still. So, moving on, I think we see that early in his career, he had two great receivers in the offense. He had... Amari Cooper in his early seasons and Michael Crabtree was starting to develop into a better yeah. receiver. Mm-hmm. So that's when Derek Carr went, went to three straight pro bowls, like pretty much right after being drafted. He didn't go his rookie year, but the next three years he went to the pro bowl because of having a good offense there. Also the big thing, 
good offensive line. He had Donald Penn on that yep. offensive line, Rodney Hudson on that offensive line. Colton Miller actually developed into a really good offensive lineman too. So they were all at that line during that time. So that's part of the reason too. So, I mean, the biggest thing here is just if he can land into a similar situation like he had back in early in his career, I think he could have another good fantasy performance because during that 2016 season, probably his best season, he finished as a quarterback 10. So, I mean, he has the potential there. He just needs the weapons around him, obviously needs the protection. So possible landing spots include, obviously, you mentioned New Orleans. Uh, New York Jets seems to be the biggest team to possibly land him. The Houston Texans could possibly take a flyer on him as they develop their quarterback of the future that they're probably going to draft in this upcoming draft. Uh, Washington, I know they're probably going to move on from Carson Wentz. I'm not sure about the whole Sam Howell situation. Maybe they bring in a veteran to sort of like just, you know, competition sort of thing insurance and, policy insurance exactly policy. and and we sort of talked about it here tampa bay could possibly be in the mix because if their offensive line can stay healthy they already got the weapons they already got the running game you get in a quarterback who could actually handle all that actually look pretty good so out of these five teams i listed out here i'm i'm sort of going with i'm drinking the kool-aid here i think he's going to go to the new york jets because i mean there's that they signed todd downing as a passing game coordinator there connections to ryan Tannehill, Derek carr i know there are a lot of people saying they're going to swing for the fences and trade for aaron Rodgers, but i think Derek carr is going to go to the new york jets they're going to sign him to a good deal there he's going to be the leader until you know he decides to falter maybe they'll go back to zach wilson i have no idea but i think he's going to land in new york he's got some great weapons there with garrett wilson um uh Got a blicky in everybody's Brees Hall, the running game. Um, they got a lot of good pieces. Elijah Moore. Um, they got some pieces there that I think he could really benefit there. Because also the New York Jets, they were out without Elijah Vera Tucker and Makai Becton last season. So if they come back healthy mm-hmm. this season, that offensive That's line just point. automatically getting it better, right? So I think he signs in the New York Jets. I think he could push to be a really good fantasy option, but I'm not saying he's going to be in that top 10. I think maybe top 12. So it's like a really good strong streaming option, but it really just depends if he lands in the right situation that you could trust Derek Carr as a fantasy option. Because if he had all that in Las Vegas this year, I think I would have stuck with my prediction of him finishing as a top seven. But obviously, he didn't have a lot of that. That's why he didn't do that. But Derek Carr, I think if he lands in the right spot, he could be a really good fantasy asset. Yeah, I think you put the best qualifier on that that uh, is is a huge part of this conversation is it depends where he lands. If yeah, he goes to Houston, sure. I don't like him. I don't like him as a quarterback yeah. there. I, I I don't think he should go. There. What, what were some of the other landing spots you said? So it was New York, Houston, New Orleans, Tampa New Bay. New York Jets. These are just some that I sort of thought of. So, yeah, New Orleans, the New York Jets, Houston, Washington, Tampa Washington. Bay. That was yeah. the other one I was thinking of. So if he goes to Washington or New Orleans, I like him as a solid backup quarterback, QB2. He's a perfect QB2 in both those offenses because those are very talented offenses. They're just probably going to, going to be inconsistent. Now, if he goes to Tampa Bay – or New York. Uh, yes, I love it. I think that is a great situation right there. He has QB1 sleeper potential. I kind of agree with what you said about QB12 for sure. I could see him sneaking back into that QB10 if he goes to the right team, actually. Possibly, yeah. Jets, that they have great weapons. Obviously, if he goes to the Buccaneers, that offense is already all set up and ready to go. So it all depends on the, the situation he lands in. Um so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go either way. Uh, much to Al Rose chagrin, uh, I actually <laughs> don't blame much of Derek Carr's struggles recently on him. I blame it more on Josh McDaniels. This guy has a track record of ruining good quarterbacks that are not na- named Tom Brady. So I, I just think that I, I blame more the offensive style than Derek Carr because Derek Carr is. I'm not saying Derek Carr is great or he's yeah. one of the best quarterbacks out there, but he is better than a serviceable quarterback. Like this dude, you do not. 
spend this long in the league as a consistent starter if you are not at least somewhat solid. So if you just surround him with good what that's the whole thing. He cannot elevate a team, but you can sure as shit bring a team to the championship if you had that system around him. So he's he's Jimmy Garoppolo, basically. Like it's 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 if you surround him with the right tools, you put him in the right system, he will take you there. I'm a firm believer in that. So I think yes, if you do bring in the Jets, I love it. If you do bring him to uh to Tampa, I love it. Other teams I'm not so sure on, but again, we'll we'll probably touch on this wherever he does sign. Um, but it is entirely situational with him. I will also say another team I read, uh, the Carolina Panthers might be interested. I don't love that fantasy wise. I, I love that fit for the Panthers. I think that's a great gift for the Panthers. I don't love that for him or well, I, I think that will obviously benefit his receivers, but for him, fantasy wise, I don't like it. I will say last thing, you predict the Jets, I predict the Saints. No way talks go that far and they just fall apart like that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, we'll see how that all plays out as well. Um, but let's get uh, let's get a little fun here, Tad. Let's sort of get let's to some. Let's get crazy. You want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. Let's get, let's get a little crazy. Let's uh sort of predict a storyline here. So you know something that could happen, whether it's a trade, free agent signing, something in the draft. Like I mean, just what's an off season storyline that you think could have a good fantasy implication that we're sort of predicting here? So lay it up. Before Chauncey tweets at us, yes, I know the line is actually saying you want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. Not crazy. Just don't, don't, don't at me. Don't at me. Just cover up the ticker. Take, take down the ticker real quick. Um, okay. So I, you know, I find this interesting, um, partially because I really don't want it to happen, but I, I think this is one of those like dark horse things that could happen. DeAndre Hopkins is on the trade block. That has been confirmed. If the Cardinals can find the right trade partner with the right package, they are going to move him, which you know makes sense for a multitude of reasons. Um, now, of course, as, I feel like this has been the case for every receiver on the trading block for the last decade. Everyone's like, oh, Patriots. It's just <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's going to the Patriots. It's just like, yeah, of course he is. So, uh, yes, the Patriots uh, apparently are in the running. They are reaching out, but it's the Patriots. They, other than Randy Moss, they've never made this move before. Yeah. Uh, that was Randy Moss. Uh, look, yeah. I love D hop, but he is no Randy Moss. That might be a hot take. Um, <laughs> so here's actually an interesting report. I read yesterday was that a new favorite emerging for Deandre Hopkins is in fact, the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Interesting. Right? So the more I thought about it, the more it made sense to me. So let, let's just run over a couple things real quick. So first off, people say that Deandre Hopkins is washed. She's done. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he missed seven games last year or six games last year, excuse me, for suspension. Came back in week seven. He missed the last two or three games. I want to say two, two games of the season due to injury. But really, I think it's one of those injuries where he could have played through if they were in playoff oh, yeah. contention. And he was just like, yeah. They're just nowhere near this, it. So it's like, why Yeah, this season's toast. And not, <laughs> not that I blame him. I, I would have done the exact Seriously. same thing if I was him. Yeah. So in just nine games last year, he had 717 yards, three touchdowns, and 64 catches. In just nine games. Yeah. That's insane. I know. That, not I know. quite the same level, but that reminds me when uh, Derrick Henry went out in the halfway point of the season and he still led the league in rushing for like four weeks afterwards. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how he gets 700 yards in nine games. That's that's insane to me. So no, he's very is, similar he, to Cooper Cup, too, where it's like he played, yeah. what, oh, I think that's 10 games example. or something like yes. that? No, that's and a, he still finishes a fantasy wide receiver number 25 mm -hmm. or like in the top 25, something like that. So it's just like, yeah, it's just insane some of these guys who could produce the way that they do. And DeAndre Hopkins is one of those guys, too, in a shortened season. 
And God knows we're, he's not roided up anymore because he got caught for it once. So it's like, <laughs> all right, this is him in his natural state. He's just that physical of a freak, which really makes yep. you think, why was he taking him in the first place? But that's that's a separate issue. Um, so the whole point is he is still a number, a legitimate number one threat. Now, why would the Titans trade for him? Well, first of all, Traylon Burks looked good. And I did not like the Traylon Burks pick at the time. But, man, he proved me wrong. He looks legit. Problem is, he does not look legit enough to be a Devontae Smith like receiver where he can be a number one guy with being that skinny Traylon Burks looks like your perfect complimentary slot slash number two guy. So you need someone to take the pressure off him. D hop comes in. There you go. Another thing is honestly with Dondre Hopkins contracts, so he has two years, $34 million left on it. A, a big part of this trade is the Cardinals are either going to need to swallow some of that or Hopkins is going to need to agree to restructure. But because of that whole, you know, all that headache, He's probably not going for a first rounder. I'd be shocked if a team traded him for a first rounder. We are talking one day two or possibly two day three picks. If you're the Titans, you go for that, man. You are in win now mode. Derrick Henry is entering the last year of his contract. God knows how much money that dude is about to demand. And I look, I think Derrick Henry is probably the best running back I've seen in my lifetime. To be totally honest, I am including Adrian Peterson in that conversation, by the way. So, and probably that's a debate for another day before people <laughs> yell at me. But my entire point is you are in, for better or for worse, you are in win now mode with Ryan Tannehill. That is the that is where the Titans are as a franchise right now. So you need to do what you can to make this better. All this to say, let's switch it back to fantasy wise. 700 yards in nine games. That's pretty good in terms of points especially if you're half PPR or PPR. So I think that if DeAndre Hopkins does get traded to the Titans, he will definitely be a wide receiver too in that territory. But I actually do believe this. This has wide receiver one sleeper potential all over it if he goes to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think just the interesting thing, once again, is just what are they going to do at quarterback? Because I'm hearing that Ryan Tannehill may not stick around in Tennessee if he does. I'm not, I'm not buying like, that. I'm not buying that. Talk. I think this will be his last year here. I think he'll do one more year. We'll see. And then it's just what we saw of Malik Willis. It does not look like what yeah, we were hyping him up in the draft. Maybe he just needs another offseason. I don't know. Saying, but... Thank you for saying we and not me. No, I was very much in the Bleak Willis boat, too. I thought he was going to need some time. But, yeah, they threw him in in his rookie year. It just did not look good. So I still have optimism that he can sort of turn around. But just, yeah, what I saw just did not look great. So nope. I'm lowering my expectations just a little bit. But just like, yeah, so that could be an issue there, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, even if Tannehill sticks around, just what we saw outside of that, like, just fantastic season that he had in, like, what, 2019, if I remember correctly? 2018, I can't remember. Yeah, 2019, I think. I think it was 2019 as well. It's just like outside of that, it's just I haven't seen that same Ryan Tannehill in the past couple of seasons. So that worries me a little bit too. And I know DeAndre Hopkins has done so much with less when he was back in Houston as well, like playing with the likes of your Brock Eisweilers, your Ryan Mallets, and all those guys. But still, to do that now still with a guy like Ryan Tannehill, especially in an offense that likes to favor running the ball more, it, it worries me a little bit. He's still definitely so talented that he's definitely a wide receiver too in fantasy football for sure. But just going back into that wide receiver one territory, that just, I don't know if I could see that just yet, unless they figure out a different situation at the quarterback position in Tennessee. Is Kyler Murray a run first or pass first quarterback? I'd say run first. Okay. So the Cardinals have a running offense. 
I, I, I could see that, but I think okay. also. Okay. They, so do I need, do I need to repeat his stats in nine games that are running offense? No, that's fair. That's fair. But I also think they built that offense to be more of an air raid style offense to suit Kyler Murray's playing okay. style too. No, right? That's so, also fair. No, that's, that's, that's a so. good point. But we'll see. We'll see. I do like that intrigue there. I, I, I know you don't like it as NFC South. No. Yeah, AFC South. Colts are going to suck. Who gives a shit? We're going to like, we're going to be in the top 10 again next year. I really don't care. Yeah. So, but yeah, that could be interesting. Just where he ends up landing, definitely where, whatever situation he lands in, it could either be really good for him or it could be eh, so-so. So with Tennessee right now, I'm sort of in that so-so boat, but yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. I think think so-so is the, uh, the tagline of that franchise. So I'm going to go the free agency route. So I was taking a look at all the upcoming free agents in the 2023 offseason here. And so I landed on a running back here, Miles Sanders, because we talked okay. about this in our last episode that Philadelphia has a lot of free agents that I don't know if they're yeah. going to be able to have. That, that roster is getting gutted. Yeah, we listed off a lot of the players that, you know, are potentially going to be free agents, potentially going to retire as well. Like Jason Kelsey has said, he's undecided about what he's going to do with the season. So we'll see how that plays out. But one of those guys that we mentioned was Miles Sanders. And part of me thinks that Philadelphia, they they do a running back by committee approach. Like, I mean, Miles Sanders had a really good season last year, but they also use Boston Scott. They also use Kenneth Gainwell. They use a lot of different running backs in that committee approach. So Part of me thinks Philadelphia is not going to prioritize bringing back Miles Sanders. Maybe they'll go with Kenneth Gainwell, who they drafted also in the second round, I think, in the 2020 draft, if I remember correctly. Um, possibly the third round. I can't remember. But, I was um, say, second round sounds early, but you keep going. <laughs> but just I think they may go to the draft then and then go with like a Gainwell, Boston Scott. Boston Scott's a free agent too, though, but I think they could probably get him on a lower cost deal to bring him back for multiple years where Miles Sanders may be a little bit priced out. So maybe they go with Miles, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. They draft somebody in the running back. You got the draft position for Kenneth Gainwell? He was a fifth round pick. Fifth round pick. Wow. <laughs> okay. I was not even close. But was it 2020 at least? Uh, it was, yeah, uh, sorry. What, what, why is it college? Okay. I have his college. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. This is, this uh, is a great podcast. Right yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you were also wrong. There it was 2021. Ah, jeez. So you're early on that one. But yeah. anyway, so I don't think they'll prioritize bringing back Miles Sanders. So well, real, can... real quick on that. What well, I will say too, and I'm not saying this one game made or break. Um, made or broke, whatever, uh, was the make it or break a decision for the go. Eagles. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> it was interesting, though. I think if Miles Sanders had a big Super Bowl, that they would have been like, oh, man, maybe we should keep him around. The fact that yeah. you, he was, without a doubt, the biggest loser on the Eagles offense in the Super Bowl. Like, he did nothing for them. And yet they still put up 35 points. So I think that really kind of reinforces that thought process of, like, Maybe we don't need Sanders around. Like maybe he's a fun, he's a good piece to be around, but maybe we don't need him to succeed. And honestly, maybe they don't. Yeah, because I mean the RPO offense or like that style of offense that they suited around Jalen Hurts that definitely benefited him because he rushed for over 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns, which were both career highs. So I mean, like he had his best season, which is good heading into the off season. Here he finished as a uh, running back 15 in fantasy circles, and that was his highest finish tying his highest finish with his rookie year, which is also RV 15 and PPR leagues as well. So he's coming off a really good year. And I really think he can land in a situation that can benefit him as an RB one. So here's the team that I tossed out that he could sign with the Carolina Panthers. Oh, so Frank Reich okay. is now the head coach in the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. He was obviously long gone by the time Miles Sanders was drafted by Philadelphia, but Frank Reich coached the Indianapolis Colts. Tad, who he, he runs did? the ball for the Indianapolis? Well, Colts? well, all right. 
coached. <laughs> okay, coached fine. The Indianapolis fine. He Colts. was labeled the head coach, right? So who runs the ball the, for the Indianapolis Colts there? Uh, Edron James. <laughs> At one point, sure, but under Frank Reich specifically, I guess. Joseph Adai. <laughs> Not Joseph Adai either. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. And I think he saw Third time's a charm. <laughs> I think he saw what a dominant piece in his offense Jonathan Taylor can be, and I think he wants to model a very similar offensive approach in Carolina now. So Deontay Foreman is going to be a free agent. Maybe they decide to bring him back, but I think what they do is they maybe go for a little bit of a younger piece. I, I actually can't speak on that because I don't know how old Deontay Foreman is, but Miles Sanders is going to be 26 when the 2023 season begins. And so you see that he has the dual threat ability. He could be a really good rusher. He could be a really good pass catcher out of the backfield as well. You pair him up with Chuba Hubbard. I think he could take more of the load and then you sprinkle in some Chuba Hubbard. I think Miles Sanders can really flourish in this offense, especially with they got a little bit of a question mark at the quarterback position too. Like, are they going to draft a guy? Are they going to go with Matt Corral? Uh, Matt Coral. Matt Corral. Corral. I don't Corral. know. Which. Is it Corral? Okay. Corral. <laughs> are they going to go with him because he's essentially a rookie because he was hurt pretty much all of his last season. He got hurt in training camp forever correctly. So are they going to go with him? Are they going to draft a guy? I'm hearing lots of rumors about them being interested in Anthony Richardson out of Florida. So it's like, Either way, it's like you need a good running back to sort of support your, your rookie quarterback or young quarterback. I think they go for a big swing here. They get Miles Sanders. Hypothetical contract, I think they go four years, $30 million there. But I think in that system, he could look really good. He could finish in that top 12 for sure. So definitely an RB1. But depending on how much of the load that he can carry, especially being only 26, he could possibly finish in the top 10, I think, in Frank Reich's system. So Miles Sanders to Carolina, I'd be all on board on that. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting pick because, well, all right, first things first, we need we need to address some things. So first, uh, Deontay <laughs> Foreman will be 27 at the start of next season. Okay, so Miles Sanders is younger than him, all right. So happy early birthday to uh, Deontay Foreman. His birthday is next month in April. There you go. Um, second, I, I love the fact that you got mixed up because you now sound like Rick from Walking Dead with Coral. <laughs> Coral! <laughs> Coral, we got to go. But anyway, uh, third, so I, I do think the Panthers is an interesting team for him to go to. I, I think you kind of gelled over this. My one concern with him going to the Panthers, if that does happen, is how that split with Chuba Hubbard will work. Because Chuba Hubbard is still a young, dynamic yeah. back. He, mm-hmm, he is mm-hmm. very I, – I really like Chuba Hubbard. I mean, that guy kicked TCU's ass the entire time he was out at Oklahoma State. So I, I really do like Chuba Hubbard. I don't think he's capable of being number one back. No, I think he's not. capable of being the annoying guy that – eats into your number one backs production, especially when it comes to fantasy. So that's my one concern there, but you are correct. My problems with Frank Reich were not his ability to coach the running game or the offensive line. It was his passing, uh, you know, the ideals are totally out of whack. They are stuck back when he was playing in the nineties. So like that was what drove me nuts about Frank Reich, but you are right. He knows how to coach a running game. So that is a very interesting fit. I think that would be a cautious mid-round pick that would be like, okay, maybe I start him at flex in week one, but that has some real, real upside. Now, I know I'm going to come off as a bit of a hypocrite because I'm saying, well, you know, the timeshare and everything. What if Miles Sanders went to Miami? I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that, too. That was one of my other options, but I thought maybe with the connection there, Frank Reich, obviously he saw no, that makes sense. in Philadelphia. Yeah. I was like, I think he maybe he builds that way, but Miami's a good landing spot. I, there's a lot of other options that I was considering as well, but yeah, I settled on Carolina. I think they could sort of flourish with him there, and we'll see exactly how this all plays out, but yeah, Miles Sanders, I'm very intrigued to it's see gonna, where he he's, signs. Yeah, he's going to be one of the more interesting free agents to look out for. 
Exactly. Exactly. Especially so, signing wise too. I'll, I'll be interested to see how much he signs for. Cause I feel like he might get undervalued a bit here. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so that'll conclude our episode here. We sort of dove into the headline storylines of the off season, gave a few predictions as far as what we think is going to happen as well. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot of great content coming your way, both draft related, some fantasy football related stuff as well. Maybe some non football stuff too, possibly. I mean, we'll see what happens as this all plays out, but definitely we're going to go heavy on the draft content for sure. As the draft is, I think 70 days away. Like it's something around oh, there. I so. need, that's a good idea. I need to put a countdown on my phone. I'm going to do that tonight. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be here sooner than people think. Uh, so yeah, we're definitely going to get ready. We're preparing to give you a lot of great content with some prospect ratings and some strategies and just like what's going to happen and a lot of different things there. So yeah, the best way you can follow everything that's happening with our podcast is you see their ticker down below i mean follow us on all of our social media handles you got my personal handle on twitter i'm the side 23 you got tad's the tad side 94 got the show handle at the decide guys and of course we're on instagram at the decide guys as well and if you're listening to us i mean just make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast whether that's on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify you can listen right on the lefb network website as well just hit that subscribe button always be up to date when all of our episodes are dropping and if you're watching us Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have our own individual YouTube channel, and we also still have our playlist on the LEFB Network's YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe at both places. A lot of great content coming from LEFB Network as well. And, of course, like I said, we're going to be giving you a ton of great content as well. Um, and who knows? Make sure you check out the LEFB Network website. We're hoping to possibly drop some articles, maybe not as frequently as we did during nope, the uh, nope, fantasy season. But again. No, we're not doing that again. <laughs> but we're definitely going to sprinkle in some articles with some things that we just can't get to all the time with our podcast and the YouTube videos as well. So make sure you check that out as well. But to everybody who's interacting with us, who's watching the videos, listening, I mean, just anything and everything, guys. I mean, seriously, we just can't thank you enough. And hey, we want to hear from you. What are some of your top fantasy storylines going into this offseason? Maybe it is Brady. Maybe it is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. We didn't even touch on Lamar Jackson very much on yeah. purpose because I'm not I'm not touching that with 10 like a whole podcast until, to discuss oh Lamar Lord. Jackson. <laughs> I have, like I said, I never thought Atlanta would even enter in this conversation and I saw like the typical like Photoshop jersey picture on of Twitter course. yesterday and of I'm course. like, exactly. I, I was like, oh, of course. So, look, <laughs> is it Lamar Jackson? Is it, you know, Derek Carr? Is it, uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski? Is he going to come back? If Tom Brady does... There's a ton to discuss. So if you would like to discuss it with us, give us your hot takes. Give us your opinions. Ask us your questions. Like Amir said, hit us up on those socials. Uh, if you're in the listening audience, Amir already announced them. Clearly, he's more well-spoken than I am, so that's why he does that. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening, and please stay safe, everyone.